0: plushcare.com weight loss
1: yes yes a bonus episode when's the last time we gave them a bonus episode I don't even in a minute it's been, it's been a, a, a long minute. time
2: it's been a hot <laughs> minute man I mean Christmas is coming so we're, we're hooking people up early right
1: yeah definitely <laughs> definitely more bonus episodes to come and this one is a very special one one we have all been anticipating it's an extra David, we have the talented, the beautiful, a male in the building. How are you doing? uh
3: I am, well, first of all, thank you for saying my name. Like, you just did it perfectly, so thank you for that. And I'm doing well. I'm feeling blessed. I'm feeling uh, just a ball of emotions and happy to be here i've been following you guys for so long and i think it's incredible what you're doing i'm so proud of you look, so, who's, yeah, look who's talking
1: be- we've been following you for so long you've been in right, this ma'am game,
0: <laughs> yes ma'am been in
1: this game almost 10 but plus I mean, years now what is it what
3: are we looking at we're look we're oh my god almost almost a decade but like 10 years but i would say the last five years more serious. You know, the first couple years was a joke, you know, just a little one-two. But the last five years has been me really trying, building a team, you know, actually understanding the business of it.
1: Listen, yeah. we are so. more than humbled and honored to have the Somali Beyonce, as the YouTube comments Ooh. say. Mm, as, no. the YouTube, as the YouTube, as the YouTube comments say, the Somali mm. Beyonce. Listen, they how call do you, you know? Somali is what
2: they call <laughs> you on Beyonce? the streets.
3: Ooh, I like mm. that. They- <laughs> they they, Somali Brianna, Somali Beyonce, <laughs> they go back and
2: forth. I'll take mm-hmm. it. But
3: people are just, yeah, they listen, will you, yeah, you, us. Somali,
2: you, Somalians, say Somaliana and Somali Roland all in one, mm. just put them all together. You, all of them. She looks most it. like <laughs> Kelly
1: Roland, though. She does look the most like <laughs> Kelly Roland.
3: You know what? I get that a lot, actually. Yeah. It was when we did, uh, for honey under the comments, there was almost. 15 people that were like, I thought this was Kelly Rowling, Kelly Rowland, <laughs> So I will ta- I love that. I, she is, whew.
1: Obviously today God. is release day. You got Millie dropping today, an album you have been teasing for quite some time. And I do mean teasing. That I think that's the perfect word mm. according to totally. those first singles that we got. Yes. Uh, yes, But we'll dive into that a little bit more later on. We got to talk first about your upbringing in Toronto. What area are you from? What block are you from?
3: Well, block? I'm from D Block. That's what they call ah, it. So, uh, D Block Dixon. Um,
2: yeah.
3: This show is that. That's like the the term that they they started using the last couple of years. But I grew up in Dixon. I was there probably till I was I would say 14. Lived in Calgary. A lot of people don't know oh. that. But I ended up moving to Calgary. Did a, you know some of my high school worked there on some oil
1: refineries.
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then, and then I finished high school back in Toronto. I went to Nelson A. Boylan, and I lived in Falstaff.
1: Wow! So that was like... Damn. So wait, they're calling your oh, wow. block the capital of Somalia?
3: They're, they call it Little Mogadishu because <laughs> um, there's so many Somalis there. That makes it's, sense. It's actually crazy. Like I, whenever I go back, and my dad, you know, we have a house there. So whenever I, I go, I'm like, wow, it's just it's become even more somalis like i would yeah. say 95% now whereas well, before it was wow. i think yeah. i think
1: your dad had a big hand in that can we just say can we just talk about your dad having a big oh, hand in no. increasing the population there eight girls Yo. two boys in one home you're the only person yeah. i know other than some jamaicans that have 10 siblings yeah. but they're it's all the in your house
3: yes same mom same dad
1: how does that like, how wow. does that work out
3: and this is the crazy thing. My mom had us in a span of almost 12 years, with the exception of the youngest one. That was kind of like, I think it was like, oh, oops. But <laughs> other than that, 12, 12 years, years she, on and off, because we're all wow. One, two, years, one, two years, two years. She was one, literally two, pregnant two. for
1: almost 12, like pregnant for almost 12 yes. years.
3: That's yes. so literally
1: three
2: <laughs> months between each kid, because it yes. takes nine months.
3: Yep. Yep. Wow. So within the hop- three hop- months. Hop- wow. Pops Your pops was like, was, "I can't wait.
2: Let's pops let's do this busy. again."
3: <laughs> you know, I, I've asked them sometimes, like, "What well, was that the plan? Like, well, what were you guys? What were you thinking?" But I will say this: I swear to you, it is probably the my biggest blessing because we are best friends because we were such a big family my dad made it a point to do family meetings every sunday wow. i think every like second sunday we would get up we'd have breakfast we would do a prayer we would all talk he'd say what do you you know i see you've been struggling this week whoever was you know being like a badass or can i swear on you yeah of course oh, yes. so cool. whoever the fuck was yeah up, they would kind of <laughs> get called out but also how can we help you? How can we be there for That's you, you know, as a family? And he really instilled in us this sort of unit. And Somalis love their analogies. He would love to get the sticks and be like, you know, alone, you you break. But together, <laughs> you are
1: unbreakable. That's and amazing, so, yo. Yeah. Oh, man. That's amazing. That's a, Your dad is a very unique person and a very... Someone you can attribute a lot to. He's the one that got you your okay. first songwriting book. He's the one yep. that said you could do this. You can get a studio. Yo, yep. you don't hear yep. that with immigrant parents. What is it about your dad that makes him so unique in this in this area?
3: You know, I, thank you for like recognizing that and knowing that. That's really dope. Um, but yeah, he he not only like and a Muslim man too. It's just it's so bizarre that he. Yes. Is I think yes. a lot of it comes from his story. Is he's um, he was an orphan. Him and his brother uh, raised themselves. They were like street kids in Somalia. So they. You know, would eat out of like the backyards of people, and really struggled the first couple of years of their life. His mom uh, died giving birth to one of their siblings, and then um, they ended up going into an orphanage, an Italian one. He excelled. Him and his brother ended up getting scholarships. I think my dad, at it was either 16 or 17, he got a scholarship to Russia. Studied to be a pilot. Then my uncle went to Germany. So they. They wow. grew up in Somalia, but they were in Europe and and traveling. Cultured, and, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. He had very things.
2: well traveled,
3: and and I think that's key. Is he saw life and world the world outside of the tradition of what we were, you know, what was um, kind of told to him, yeah. and, and you you notice it, you know, you notice it in the way he he's raised us, the way he treats us, and it, a lot of it was. It's your decision in life. Whatever you want to do, I will support you. And I swear it's the best parenting, because I I always want to make him proud, mm, you know, not yeah. out of fear, but because out of honoring him. And, yeah. and my mother, mm. too. I talk about my dad a lot. My mom is amazing, and I don't want to take away
1: from her. But, you <laughs> Mom's going to be jealous. Mom's going to be jealous. I
3: know. She will, be. she
2: will be. I mean, did she get him 12? Pu- did she get her 12? Or did your pops get a 12 push presents for all those babies <laughs> that he pushed out? <laughs> Because I mean, she's deserving. Her a different
3: type. I I will say he. You know he was um the provider and was able to give us a good life Listen, you know her included yeah. your
1: mom's a smart one she made sure she got taken care of for 12 years straight oh yeah <laughs> yep. yep. pampered for 12 years straight she's yep. like oh i like this i'm gonna do it again i'm
3: gonna
0: do it again <laughs>
1: right?
3: oh that's what it was yeah you know it's funny we all became mothers mm. at a very early age because we had to help so her many, right yeah and raise the next one and raise the next one so it it matured us very quickly
1: yeah she she recognized yeah. she needed more employees very early on yo <laughs> <No.
3: laughs> okay maybe this is a uh, TMI but or no I hope she doesn't get mad at me but you <laughs> nailed it because by the age of 14 I was working and those paychecks did not belong to me nope hers. <laughs> yep go to her for an allowance be like can I get and be like, yeah, here you go and I it still instilled in me no matter what I get month every month I have to give my mom something or quarterly wow. it's just it's ingrained in me I have to give to her all
1: right I, now <laughs> I know what to do got it I got <laughs> they the call, game they plan call that
2: family ties that's what that <laughs> yep. is family ties that's called the there best, best stock
1: investing right there that's a that <laughs> that's some good stock investments right there but yeah you are obviously Somali Canadian and you yeah. know we say that people call you Somali Beyonce and you obviously are very vocal You know what I mean? About socioeconomic issues going on within the Somali community, politics, things of those Mm -hmm. nature. Why do you feel the need to be so vocal? Do you feel like it's your duty or or is it a privilege for you?
3: You nailed it. It's it's a privilege. So I went back when I was 17 going on 18 because... I was the wild child. They call it naqan Alice. I don't know if you guys know this, but it's when you're kind of acting up. I was really just a pothead. That was about it. And they <laughs> just were, they could not believe it. They were like, girl, she's going to ruin her life. So I was sent back home to Somalia. And um, I was there for almost eight months. And I just remember being there and thinking, wow, the only difference between them and I is I just got to escape. My family got a route that, Brought us here. That's it. You, you just, you guys didn't, you know, get that same opportunity. And I, I just saw like the damage and the what the civil war did to us. But then how incredible we are and resilient as people. Mm -hmm. And is almost, it's like I think it's a duty for anybody that's on this earth to do something. You know, whatever it is, to what, to a capacity. If you have a big platform, you know, to use your voice and. Um, speak for any marginalized group whatever you connect to I just it's like it, it, it doesn't it's not even something I can explain it's just something that's so ingrained with, yeah. The, yeah yeah does that makes sense does it ever just yeah. deeply
1: rooted in
2: yeah. your yeah.
0: conscience
1: yeah. yeah for sure definitely yeah. does it ever get tiring for you because I know like especially we hear so often how black women are tired of being strong You know what i mean tired of being the ones that have to be the backbone for the entire community
3: yeah
1: does it ever get tiring having to be that voice is there ever pressure or
3: anything like that that's a good question i uh, yes and i think i did what i realized is um i was doing it in my music a lot Mm. and it was but i was doing it in my music because although Doing music was something that um, I loved. There was still a lot of backlash that came with it. It's taboo. I feel like you guys are from Toronto. You understand yeah, this yep. Somali Muslim culture. It's against the religion. So, but I noticed when I was doing music in that world, I got less, you know, backlash from people. Mm. I wasn't getting shunned from family members. I was able to, you know, I didn't. I, Feel like I was fearful whenever yeah. I was, you know, in my community. I, I felt safe if I did that kind of music, but yeah. it it ended up just blocking me and like keeping me trapped. Yeah. Um, so that's the heaviness I felt. And I just remember thinking, I don't need to just live constantly and I could be, you know, I could do the work in other ways, but I'm a woman, I'm yeah. going through heartbreak, I'm going through, you know,
1: a multitude it, of just, just yeah. life in so, general. There you go. Yeah. life
3: and how dare I not speak about it it felt so inauthentic and that's why I say like I feel now I'm really an artist before I mean I not to take away from that but I was only giving you one layer of myself and that's it yeah that's not
1: operating yeah operating out of fear you can it can definitely drive you and push you for sure to do great things but it doesn't necessarily provide a, a, a base of comfort for yourself, yeah. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you want to be able to express yourself as freely as humanly possible, and I feel like yeah. a lot of the Muslim community doesn't get the shine or highlight, not because people don't want to give it, but because they're hindered before they even get to a point where they can blossom. You know what I mean? Wow. Right. So it's you- like it's it's because even in 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 researching for this interview, like I I noticed I'm like there's no Somali. Celebrities that I know, other than Diddy. No, um, yeah. He
3: will take it. <laughs> he will, will. He needs it. to admit it. He needs to admit
1: it. He needs to admit
3: just it. Come out. Just, just come out, it.
1: brother.
2: Come admit
3: on. It. Yeah. and f- add French Montana to that list too. <laughs> you,
2: you claim-, <laughs> claim? French? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep.
1: But yeah, like I, I noticed that, the, and I, I know personally, too many talented people that are Muslim that yeah. just end up saying, yeah, it, it, it's cool, like, yeah, I do that, yeah. but I need to focus on, like, something more serious, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. something that's going to get me somewhere in life, and it's just, it's it's kind of, it's almost like seeing that kid at school that's super talented but keeps getting in trouble, and you yeah. don't know how to help them. Like, how do you get wow. them to see what could be beyond? And I think that wow. a lot of people look at you and what you've been able to accomplish in such a short amount of time as, like, that beacon of light because if you listen with this the two singles that i heard you're out of here oh you're, you're out of here man you're out of oh, here. Oh. here you've been out of here but this is like i feel like your life's about to change on a crazy level after this drops like that music is amazing thank you yes.
3: so much
1: yeah oh, even though God. even though the first track was about uh sitting on a man's face i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get into we're, that
0: we're just we're gonna we're gonna move
1: i'm
3: not gonna judge you, you, heaven you is take, a- it could be many things things.
0: (laughs) so heaven's (laughs) not about that let's hold on let's dive into these lyrics real quick that's
1: that's halal man that's all good (laughs)
3: yeah
1: let's dive into these lyrics real real quick just just real Uh, let's just get the hook let's just get the hook open up the gates of heaven yeah heaven yeah i wonder what Mm -hmm. those gates are holy water dripping blessings oh blessings Open oh shower, the gates shower me. of heaven, yeah. I'm wow. your lucky number seven. Now, that's what got me. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I thought of, I pictured a woman sitting on my face. And I was like, what number, no. <laughs> what shape does that remind me of?
3: Yo, not a shape.
1: <laughs> and it seems like a seven. Wow. It seems like a seven. But we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about okay. it. um, Honey a great another amazing single that you yeah. dropped um that one's about sugar daddies is what i have i've taken away from it that's you know mm. what
3: that's the crazy thing <laughs> i've got to oh, i promise you it's not at all okay <laughs> you know what it is it's okay so i I've, I've been in relationship i would say like struggle love where i was taking care of the man i was paying mm. i was doing just pouring into it where i said for the first time like I have something going here. If you're going to come into this, you better add and not take from me. Like, you know, level me Mm. up and I will level you up. Do
1: not destroy.
3: But I I felt like I needed a a boss type, you know, I've been so...
1: you need
2: someone Mental. that
3: could take care of twelve
1: kids. <laughs> I think she's been. Yeah. I think you've been subdued in your music. Okay. I think you've been subdued, especially with what you were saying before, yeah. in That's, terms Thank of, you
3: for that. That's the word. Yeah, yeah,
1: in terms of like how your community would uh, react to your music, especially a community yeah. that you adore, you love, you don't want to let yeah. down at all. You're kind of doing yeah. this for as well. It yeah. it could be very very. Uh, uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Conflicting. To like yeah. be like, okay, I'm gonna put do this in my music, which you're now being able to do. What what yeah. got you over that hump?
3: Um, by the way, this is so refreshing having this conversation because I feel like when you when I talk to people from Toronto, we get it. Yeah. We are so it's so yep. refreshing. Um <laughs> But yeah, the what oh my God, the truth is I I did a I did this body of work and I played it to my friend and he was so straight up and said, Okay, he was like, That's all? Like, and I was so proud of it. I'm like, ooh, look what I did. He's like, he's just he was he's very honest. He just said, Listen, I've I've heard this from you before. It's the same song, same tune, same narrative. I am tired. And he even said he's like, I'm tired of holding up my fist. I'm tired of (laughs) like he was saying he was like, I get it. I kind of get it.
1: I get it. I get it.
3: Well what what else? What is there? What is there? And I, I just oh man, it it really hit me. I'm like He's like, what are you afraid of? And I, we just had a really deep, um, long conversation. And i again, like being, I went in the studio finally with sort of that mindset. And the person I was working with also said, um, it's actually JP Sachs. He's huge now. Yeah. Um, he was pretty much new, had a friend too, that he was working with Saudi Arabian girl. And he told me that I understand like the story and what the pressures that you guys feel, but just know you even being in this studio in this setting like living existing getting on stage mm-hmm. that in itself is an act yep. of like um
2: courage of power and courage, courage. Exactly. yeah
3: bravery and courage and it's a statement it's, yeah. a, it's a political statement it could be anything he's like you don't have to keep driving it into your music yeah so what do you want to do now and i just was like Okay, yeah, let's go. and see, that's empower, your, that, empower yourself, if
2: anything.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, no, he, yeah. It's, it's hard when you are the creative to sometimes see your brand from a perspective that is needed. You know what I yeah. mean? It's Absolutely. constantly we look at our brand as something we need to portray, but you don't yeah. know how necessarily it's being received. And like we said, you just being a Somali-Canadian artist that yeah. is an artist yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? how old are you now if you don't mind me asking
3: oh 32 you can ask 32
1: um, years yeah. old
0: hey. bang, you're bang, still bang, an bang.
1: artist you haven't diverted you haven't found another job a new career path you're still in it and still doing still it in it yep I, that just like he said that in and of itself is such a win already that you don't mm-hmm. need yeah you don't need to tell anybody you don't need to say it just be in it and be yourself that's what everybody loves and has grown to love so i i support that guy 100 percent. jp stacks Mm -hmm. good man good man yes yes
2: (laughs) i mean you're breaking down barriers for a lot of people yeah so it's it's the impact is huge and doesn't go unnoticed
1: definitely and in terms of impact and not going unnoticed Mm -hmm. the past couple years have been an african resurgence we're starting to see the the flowers come through for the african community in mm-hmm. every facet When you talk about Nigeria, Ghana, all over. Just recently, you have EC NAFTA. That song goes crazy on TikTok. It's still going crazy yeah. in the especially in the UK. That song's a it's a fairly old song. It's not like a new song that just came out. Yeah. Yeah. And how does it feel seeing, especially now, a Somali <laughs> star just oh, blossom oh. on TikTok?
3: Oh, yeah. oh my don't even get me started on that. That has <laughs> been you know what? I really think, you know, in the same way you were saying Somalis, there's no entertainers or whatever. At, mm-hmm. We're all getting a moment. I feel like Jamaicans have been killing it and mm-hmm. have, have had their moment. Africans are now having it. So it's Nigerian, got it. Somalis are next. Yep. I promise you. Yep. Uh, it's happening in the UK right now. I mean, Maya Jama, Chunks, like little by little, it, it's starting to, to break. But yep. I mean... You know, I I remember being in Uganda, it was like 2016, 2017. This is when I really, like, I kind of, I quit music, actually. I wasn't doing music um, at this time. And I was working out there, and I I heard Eddie Kenzo and all these incredible African artists. I was like, yo, this is going to be the future. And Mm. I just vividly remember thinking, this is going to take over. It might be in a couple of years, we'll see, but... Slowly after that, it started to happen, and WizKid and Burna Boy, yep. everybody just is. I mean, we got Thames now. It's I think yeah, we're in a Black Renaissance. Definitely, we're seeing Black art created by Black voices telling our story. You know, cutting out the middlemen. Yep. It's, it's a renaissance and That's right why now. the
1: renaissance is happening, because of that middleman gone. Gone! <laughs> that middleman cannot approve or deny us anymore. We give our yeah. our product straight to the people, and they decide if we can Facts. keep going. Um, the
2: narrative is not controlled anymore. You guys have full creative control. It's
1: beautiful. For sure, mm. definitely. And yeah, man, just seeing what, what's happening right now, especially like... I didn't even put that together chunks in Maya and especially in the UK and Canada specifically, where you're seeing first and second generation Somali kids coming out. You're starting to see it happen more and more where the arts are being accepted a little bit easier. You know what I mean? Especially when you get to second generation Somali and they start having kids, that you're going to see an explosion in this city. because. To think of how subdued all my Somali friends were in terms of like being able to go out, being able to explore, being able to just indulge in being a kid, yeah. And now knowing that the kids I grew up with are gonna yep. have kids and not do that restriction. Yep. And just off of what the Somali, how Somali culture has impacted Toronto culture. Facts. And still yep. hasn't been able to just let their <laughs> let the wings spread and fly free. It's Absolutely. gonna be insane. It's gonna be insane. So I'm very excited for the yeah. future of the city, especially with the Somali culture. Um, it's an integral part of the city. Integral. Yeah,
3: part. I love Wallahi. that. You say that. <laughs> Wallahi. Wallahi, yes. <laughs> we get. You Wallahi. know, it's really. We have. Um, I would say we got stereotypes that have been plagued by us from, you know, even that Vice documentary that happened. That's why the Juno documentary I did, I I made it a point to say I'm shooting it in Dixon and I'm going to show it from our lens. And rewrite that narrative because that was not that was not cool. It's we we're just the people who we we came from, um, you know, actual war and, and our parents all came with some form of ptsd and they did the best they could to raise us and we've had our struggles but i just i see it like we're figuring it out slowly yeah. and i'm I, there's so much hope for us every every first generation goes through those growing pains yeah and you're right like what's to come is going to be incredible so i'm i'm proud to have been like one of the first Somali females to just say, yo, I'm gonna do this music thing. Yep. I, I really am. I'm, I, and I think my biggest joy has been talking to these girls and actually now seeing a lot of the ones I've been speaking to over the years, pursuing music, releasing their first yep, records. And, yep. and I just give them my advice, whatever I could give. And it's, it's, it's it's fun it's I, I have no words for it um yeah.
1: it's amazing yeah like see, man. the word
3: that is being used is like liberation is you know while i'm liberating myself in turn they're feeling liberated too yeah you know? that's amazing yeah.
1: that's incredible and um obviously you know the with the music coming out who do you see in the city that you're like yo i that's my vibe right there who who, who are some people in the city you're looking at
3: Ooh, I mean, we are incredible right now. There is um, Dylan St. Clair, uh, Love Looney, Lisa, Lou Calla, Savannah Ray, Raheem. Yep. Oh, my God. Ooh, right
0: there already is an all-star. Right
1: That's already an okay. all-star cast. We
0: already, yeah. <laughs> is,
3: I mean, it's actually, it's unbelievable what we have right now. Oh, and um, Edmund, too. She's Somali. Yeah, She's
1: yep, 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 yep.
3: Killing it. Um Layla Hendrix. Um it's wow.
1: endless. I know, I know. You can keep going yeah. forever, trust me, I especially in the R&B and scene alone. I
3: love, I love yeah. the music, yeah. genuinely. So it's there's so much right now. It's it's our turn. It's it's happening.
1: This year, especially.
3: Yeah.
1: Whew, in terms of Toronto R&B, we have been like supremely <laughs> blessed. So you got talk about John Vinyl's latest album. Uh you had uh yeah.
0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss. That's plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss. Plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss.
1: Since that EP, so uh, many times, like it, it's yeah. it's beautiful to see the city is because I remember a time when like the creative scene was like some some parties and yeah. people putting their na- the name of their company on their t-shirt and right. that, you know what i mean like it was very <laughs> right. very surface level right and over the years in like such a short amount of time even the people who started doing things that way yeah. have evolved into such like moguls mini moguls like it's, it's crazy i'm loving everything that i'm seeing coming out of the city right now i can't yeah. name one thing where i'm just like yeah no that's not a good look Everybody's yeah. doing something Fast. crazy good right now um yeah, on top of a black renaissance i think we're having a toronto renaissance like
2: Ooh, in yes. terms of
1: in terms of what people are trying to create the types of people who get to create we just saw mm-hmm. and we had uh the honor of having the next stop cast on uh the extra gravy show and their cbc gem show is one of a kind in terms of Canadian history. You know what I mean. So it's right, like, right. And these are people we know. It's so cool. Yes. It's so cool no. to see, man. <laughs> um, anything else you're looking forward to this week from this album? Like you got the release drop. Do you have a ritual that you do when the release happens? Oh, wow, that's you know what I,
3: I really don't. Maybe you should, should start a tradition. I have, I have a ritual for before I go on stage all the time. Like it's i just i mean what I is that i want to know i'm so i meditate um you know because you could get nerves that's normal everybody will experience that but i just i just meditate and i try to remind myself why i'm here what my purpose is and that it's bigger than me you know i always try to tell myself that and and then i leave a, like a, a love a, a self-love note to myself i look I, I leave it on the bed or a sticky note and it's almost Look, I, I'll say, you know, good job. You know, something cute, personal. And then I come back to it and just...
1: You want to come home and cry. I want to <laughs> have <fun. laughs> you, That would make me come home and cry. You know, if I kill the oh, performance I and I left myself a love note, i come um, home and like my favorite snack, the letters just sitting on it. I'm just like, well, I was <laughs> like, I did do that. I did do that. I
2: did
3: do that. Right? Oh, <laughs> I know. You know what? It just, it makes me... It's like the 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 past me which is literally a couple hours ago just <laughs> telling the future me like you got this bitch yep. like don't even worry about it. I know you're going to kill it. Good job. Here it is. That's
1: manifestation, and, and then man. And I keep those. That's manifestation. Yeah. Those words are very very powerful. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I, positive
2: I, affirmations, man. Yeah. If no one's going to do it for you when you get home, you might as well do it for yourself. For yourself.
1: Definitely. Fox. Definitely. Yeah. I I've, I used to think the stuff like that was corny. Like when I heard people talking about it, I used to be like, that's just in the movies. Like nobody actually does that. But then when I started doing it for myself, I remember especially when I was like, I had a a brief stint of depression. I started reminding myself of things that I've done up until this point and the things that I asked for years ago that I currently have. And I'm like, how am I complaining about this stuff? Like I'm sitting in my dream. <laughs> like how yes. do you, how do you do that? So it's oh. it's it's crazy to to think that like just words, just writing something down or saying something yeah. to yourself over and over again can really manifest into something crazy. Now, what is your end goal with the with music in general?
3: Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I I know with this one because it's it's Millie. It's called which. By the way, is my nickname, and I think some of you guys would know, but as Somali girls would not go by our government name, yep. so
1: we would <laughs> yep. have our name, <laughs> you know,
3: and that and that just sort of gave us this sense of protection mm-hmm. to, and anonymity to like be and have fun and do whatever we wanted without Alter it, ego. you know, coming back to the block. Yeah, I call it the inner ego because okay. which apparently is it really is who you are. It's just. Um, a lot of society has pushed us to and and like to conform and wow. be what's expected of us. So yeah. your inner Ooh. ego is is your true self, and Amazing. I feel like Millie, this project is my true self, and I really see it. You know, Millie, Millie one, two, three, and then an album or something. So I see this kind of coming out in in chapters and trilogies, with each one being my my true self, getting to my my true self without like the the fear of oh my god i can't create this i can't write this i feel like i really feel like blacked out was sort of like the cute beginning and this is like the the beginning beginning for me and um yeah i just yeah i just i really i just want to be able to make music tour live comfortably um and and possibly do some sort of like mentorship programs Mm. um for other women and to just expand in that area of developmental work. That's yeah. always been a part of who I am. It's what I also went to school for. And I feel like the more my, I guess my voice rises or gets bigger, I want to be able to shed light on other things around the world. but yeah that's like my main goal and maybe
2: get into acting you know okay well well, that's a crazy thing because i was gonna say man i mean this is obviously the first time i've ever got to speak to you or hear you speak and like without you performing but it seems as though your on-screen persona is very different from your off-screen persona you know you you just so down to earth right now but when i see put it on it's like oh she is fierce (laughs) she's putting it all out there right (laughs)
1: now you know what i'm saying
2: what what do you channel when you start performing because like you put it all out there girl i must say he's a performer you are a performer
3: wow thank you so much what do i channel oh my Uh, you know what i just i almost become taken over and I get I get turned on by myself. I mean like I I turn myself on. I'm like, that's you a could, yeah. you could do this. And then the biggest thing too is I know this might sound kind of morbid, but I really I tell myself, like, today's not promised. Like I, I this moment is yep. right now. Yep. Leave it all here because I could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. Like and sure. that's it. And yeah. and I, I know that's but it's just such a reality when you put it into that perspective. you just like you end up giving your all yeah. in that one moment. Yeah. You know? If
1: everybody lived with that constantly on their mind, every yeah. step would be with intention and purpose. Oh, so it's like I- once you don't, once you're doing things without intention or purpose, then you can't have, you can't be thinking that i'm gonna die tomorrow or i i could die tomorrow or i i could die next week so let me make the most of this moment you're just thinking you're entitled you're thinking like shit just gonna be flying easy and you're just gonna figure it out but yeah Yeah. definitely living with intention and like norm said your performances definitely bleed through through the screen where we can Mm -hmm. tell that there's purpose and intention behind what you do and like you're passionate about it's like it seems like you're equally passionate about helping others as you are your music career. You know what I mean? Which for is very rare, I'd say, for artists, especially that are um, on the cusp of, like, another level. You, they're usually so focused on themselves and, like, what they got to do to get to that. But it seems like you kind of want to bring others along with you at the same time.
3: Yeah. Wow. I never thought about it like that. Um that's so interesting you say that. That even you know that even goes to see even d- doing music. Um, a lot of my partnerships and label partnerships have all been Canadian, mm. all of them. And it and that's mm. an and the, the other reason for that is because I've always had this goal of I want us to be able to build um, here at home here like yeah. the, the foundation the. I'm not I'm forgetting the word right now but they have it in the UK and we lose so many of our acts to uh, you know America the US. yeah and Infa- infrastructure said. infrastructure infrastructure that's I want I that's what we need and I wanted to always be a part of that I wanted to be um actually Joel and and Melanie and just the people that I work with that's something that we've we've dreamt of and mm-hmm. um and it, it goes beyond me. It's not yeah. just for me. Mm. So for me to do that, it would then make it easier for everyone else. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's been a struggle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a struggle yeah. for us all. 400 years. 400.
3: <laughs> take, I mean, you know, I think avoiding, we're close. We're close, though. Definitely. But yeah, sorry.
2: No, I was just going to say, avoiding that talent funnel that forces people to go to the States is like a big thing. It's tough. So you can... Yeah, to cultivate that up here is commendable. The U.S. Yeah, dollar yeah. does not
1: help. The U.S. dollar does not help. <laughs> if we could, if our, if the Canadian dollar was on par or better, I yeah. think that that would literally play into a lot more people staying at home because if if you get a, a ten thousand uh, dollar performance in the U.S. and a ten thousand dollar one in in Canada. You're going to go with the 10000 in the U.S. That's a million dollars, Canadian. So it's like, (laughs) why would you stay here if that that, little things like that can play into it? I think we're slowly getting out of the mindset of we need America um, because there have been too much, like countless examples of people who built it here at home and have flourished outside of it. But mm-hmm. in terms of keeping people here now, yes, that is the problem because even those artists that proved you can do it here and and not need America eventually left and went to America. Absolutely. so it's like it, it's it's definitely I think on our first generation second generation third generation immigrant children to build that infrastructure because no one else is going to do it for us they yeah. they saw us coming, they knew we were coming since 1960. And it's 2021, and we're still in the same position. So no one's going to do it but ourselves. I think there is a fire in a lot of first-generation kids, a lot of second-generation mm. kids, to be that person to do it. When you have someone like Drake who is literally ticking off the Toronto checkbox of things to do, <laughs> it's it, it becomes narrowed down to community. You know what I yeah. mean? Drake's already done the CN Tower. He's done the music <laughs> video in Skydome. Yep. He's done yep. the, the Yorkdale commercial. Like, he's yep. ticking off all the boxes. What can you do? He's, I think they say he's responsible for 10% of our yep. tourism dollars.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: That's insane. That Matt, That's insane. Matt. And so I think everyone else is trying to carve out their lane as a community thing. And I think that's where the focus needs to be. Yeah, Toronto needed uh, a global presence. And Drake has accomplished that. But in terms of community, we need a micromanaged community in terms of infrastructure because you have more after-school programs. A lot of these shootings aren't happening. You have more arts available. A lot of these kids aren't on the street just getting into trouble. So Mm. it's it's just, we need to create those things for ourselves because I've realized no one is going to do it for us at all.
3: Facts yep and you've been very
1: vocal over the the quarantine with uh the clubhouse you utilize clubhouse a lot for a lot of your discussions how was that
3: oh my wow clubhouse was incredible i got to you know firsthand speak to people because instagram is you talk to people on you know through dms and and that's, like, the to the capacity that you guys could get to know each other. Yeah. But that, oh, my God, you got to know people's stories, their life, their mission, their passions, mm-hmm. their vulnerabilities. It was really beautiful. And a lot of us were the main, some of the main things was the plight of what's happening um, with the Somali community and, and our boys yeah. and the, the deaths. It's actually crazy when I, I started doing therapy and... Um, I was talking to the therapist. I told her I've, I've lost probably almost 20 Somali guy friends that I loved, that were like my brothers, that I yeah. went to school with, that I grew up with. And I, I'll never forget 10 years ago when I experienced the first one going to, we have like an Islamic burial area and and going there. And over the years, when I go, it's just gets longer and longer and longer and the ages go from 19 it was like before 1989 to 19 you know and then now it's like 1995 to 2000 1998 2000 and it's just it's becoming so disturbed it's it's an epidemic now it's a problem it really is i think we we can all agree and acknowledge i have um a younger brother i worry about him always um and, and actually, a lot of the conversations we were having is, what is it? What? What? Where do you think these things stem from? And we had private rooms where we could feel freely to talk. Because mm-hmm. um, the problem with, I think people were afraid of, we're not trying to bash our yeah. community. That's not yeah. what we're trying to do. We're just trying to be honest and say, where do these problems stem from? And I think a lot of it is um, just this, we're, we're Black, we're Muslim. You know, and then you know the women as well have their own. It's just the intersectionality of yeah. that yeah. is mm-hmm. is really deep, and I and I I believe we maybe felt like we didn't know where we completely where we fit in. Of mm-hmm. course, the traumas that our parents came in with, being first generation, having two identities mm-hmm. of when you're at home, you have to appease and fit in, into the mold of your. Your household and your parents and make them proud but outside you are being pulled in a different direction which is is who you are too we're Canadian as well that's our identity um but sometimes it's as if though the Canadian identity like that's wrong and that's bad We shouldn't be so we there's like it's it's a very confusing
1: it's like a very confusing complex especially seeing your your parents trying to fit in And then when you're doing it, you're being chastised for doing it because your way of doing it is so wrong and different. It's, 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 people go through the same thing with religion, with race, with so many different areas and to have them all, like you said, the intersectionality of them all meeting at once. And I think Mm -hmm. too, with black people, especially there's so much times we don't want, like you said, to look bad right yes. you hear about a shooting on the news you're praying don't say black don't say black don't say black Ooh. i remember the dc sniper when that was happening and people were praying oh. it wasn't a black guy then we found out he's jamaican it was ah, of course no. god damn it right? like we were ah. so angry and mm-hmm. a lot of the times because of that 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 complex of wanting to look good to mm. our white yeah people that are white adjacents that are mm-hmm. around us we don't get to have like you said those transparent conversations and be very real about what's happening Absolutely. because you want to put on this front when you need to speak about what's happening because it's continuing to fester more and more and more yes. and it's like it's like constantly sweeping something under the rug and growing mold like it's like it's not going to get better if you keep ignoring it the the floor is going to rot through you're going to fall oh <laughs> like, my god you, you know and what i mean can
3: we can we the solution it should be led by us yeah. we know we, you know this is and so you actually said something it's so crazy how um as black people we that's something that we feel almost this but why are we always burdened by the actions of one person and it has to reflect all yep. of us you don't ever see white people having that burden of, of oh, a monolith is, yeah you know it's it's really sad but yeah we i feel like clubhouse allowed for those conversations and i mean even I'll, I'll actually share this one. Um, it changed my life. It was a room with uh, a biologist, mo- a black biologist, a black doctor, nurse, scientists that were all um, from the, the diaspora, different parts and intelligent. And the biggest thing they were saying was. Anybody who's in the northern climate, like if you're in a winter type of area, mm-hmm. take your vitamin D yep. and they went it was, the whole room was dedicated to that. I was yeah. like, I'm just listening in. I was like, I, I remember be, being so depressed one time and I always "Oh, I got seasonal depression. Winter's coming. Oh, my God. I'm going to be yep. so down. Yep. And they and they just broke it down to like for us. Vitamin D, it's it's a hormone. It is a, it is God to yeah, us. That's what you yeah. think, that it's God. And we don't need to be taking this one, 2,000. You got to be taking five, 10. I mean, disclaimer, do your research. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> you no, know. Dr. Sebby, but, no Dr. Sebi, no
1: Dr. Sebi. Yeah. Yeah. But,
3: but, um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I started, I started taking five and then I worked my way up to 10. And I promise you. Can you
1: overdose on vitamin D?
3: No. Excellent. No. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be superhuman.
3: <laughs> yo, oh, I goodness. Am, please do your research, look into it. I promise you. What
1: are the biggest changes?
3: Oh my god, I during cuz we we're we need the sun. Yeah. When we're, we're here, we don't we just don't get it. We're all all of us have some sort of a deficiency. And yeah. um the biggest difference was I felt more energy. I was more lively. I wasn't getting my depressional mood swings going up and down. Mm-hmm. I was just, you know, and life happens. It's hard, of course. Yeah. But I was able to manage them. I wasn't just. Yeah, this is going not going to make
1: you head. just smile through death or anything like that. Yeah, this of course.
3: Is- <laughs> not on some, you know, it just, it makes.
1: Mom you... died. Oh, I'm good. I'm I'll me pop a pill. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, hilarious. Oh,
3: damn. That oh, man.
1: <laughs> right?
3: No, you got to feel. But yeah. No, it just it it allows you to it awakens
1: um, you it awakens totally. you
3: Definitely. and you don't feel fatigued you don't all those things that we feel um, during winter a lot of us black folks yeah it, it, will, it will it's
1: very rare, to, uh, rare very yeah. rare bouts of rejuvenation that we get during the winter when the odd day that the snow all melts and the sun's out you're like oh, it's coming and then it's snowstorm yeah. the next day and you're like I oh we're back so it's yeah. like especially in this city where the season I don't know if people are realizing. But the seasons are shifting, right? Yeah. Like winter is happening much later, and ending much later into the year. So people feel like winter is just longer, when really yeah. it's just pushing further and further back. I feel like fall's extended somehow. No, Yo, you're
3: so right.
1: Like it, up so until right. like November, I think it didn't snow last year, like late November, yeah. and I was like, yeah. what? And we've barely gotten Christmas snow days like it's been dry no snow on the ground past couple years but then march may of this year it snowed may of this year it snowed outside i'll never forget it and so i think everything's kind of shifting and right with people so programmed that we talk about this all the time how like september hits you feel Mm. like i need to start i need to start working i need to start doing something because you've been Mm. so programmed school starts september it's time to yeah. it's time to get your shit together. And yep. so when winter is moving into your summer months now, <laughs> it's mm. it's I think it's messing with a lot of people and the obviously being locked down did not help mm. anything at all. Oh. Oof, but yeah. stuff like that kind of helped what you were doing. You know what I mean? Mm. Like in in Clubhouse, I think people a lot a lot of them were more transparent than they would normally yeah. be. A, because you couldn't see who they, their face while they were talking, and B, because nobody knew if we were going to make it out of this shit. <laughs> yeah. For a little bit, yeah. nobody knew what was happening. They're just like, oh, really? I'll just indulge in strangers. You know what I mean? Yes. And yeah. it, it was, for some, a very enlightening experience. Like yourself, you're the only person I've ever heard say Clubhouse was incredible. <laughs> because for a lot of people... <laughs> It was moan rooms and uh, uh, cancellations and things of that nature. So yes. Yes. <laughs> you definitely had the better experience on Clubhouse Listen, station Reach out for a sponsorship. Being na- I'm not
3: being um, naive to the fact that absolutely there were some... <laughs> I, I'm not even going a- to...
1: Moan Rooms, yeah. Lake Keith Stanfield, when it look opened
3: it up. up <laughs> when it opened up in late October, early November, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was game over. I think there was a cancel someone every week, and I, I had to take a step back. Um, yeah, it became but no, very
1: heavy on there. It became very heavy.
3: It became heavy, yeah. And I just, I hate the whole cancel culture thing. I, it's so sad. Yeah, It's, it's like it's, we're playing God all of a sudden, and the are grace we not is allowed to be redeemable? Are humans not... You know, I thought we all believed in redemption. Right? You're an
1: angel. You're an angel. And this, wow. this album will prove it. We're f- so excited for Billy. You can't wait to hear the uh-huh. entire project. Um, I know I'll be playing it. I'm doing a listening party, a uh, physical so listening much. party next week. And I'll be definitely be playing some tracks on there for people to hear because they need mm-hmm. to hear this shit. Heaven, Thank you. Having me and my me and my lady, will be having some fun with heaven. Uh, but yes, thank you so much. Obviously, uh, Millie is out right now. Make sure you guys check it out. Yeah. Amazing mm-hmm. album by a male, um, and we can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm so 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 proud of you guys. And thank you. Next time it'll be in person. We will do it. Definitely. A-
1: oh. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you guys that. so much for listening to the Extra Gravy. I'm Marlon. I'm Matt and that was the extra gravy.
3: Skrskrskr.
0: Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues